Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome back to the FPL Roundtable, the only FPL podcast that guarantees that you might learn something about fantasy, probably. I'm your host, Kevin DeVries. Joining me, as always, is my partner in crime and co-host, Rob Landman. What's going on, Rob? Hey, that's me. I like when you cue me into the action and I get to <laughs> just talk and ramble about random stuff like myself and uh, what I'm going to wear. I don't know what I'm going to wear. Oh yeah, you have a show you're going to tonight, right? Yeah, it should you be You don't fun. know what you're wearing tonight? I'm probably, I, I might go nude. I mean, any, any, anytime you go see Louis C.K., uh, it, it, it may be a nude, uh, you know, a new transition into the, the nudity of the world. I know? don't know if there's a fan base I would rather see naked less than Louis C.K.'s. Yeah, I, I wouldn't want to see me naked either, let alone <laughs> see me naked at a Louis C.K. Or him. I, I just don't. I don't want to encourage that at all. <laughs> yeah, no, no, absolutely. Nobody, listen, this is a fantasy podcast warning. I'm not condoning anyone go nude to any public <laughs> Louis C.K. shows or comedy specials or... Right, so when you do it and get caught, don't blame us because yes. uh, we're not going to be there. I am definitely not signing your permission slip. <laughs> Certainly not. Uh, so anyway, so for people listening at home, there might be a little less nonsense. This uh, episode may be a little shorter as well. Uh, but we're just going to jump right into it while we have Rob, who at some point is just going to tell me he's leaving. Um, but uh, we'll start off with the price changes. Do you want to run through them real quick? Sure. I mean, every week. You it know, seemed we, like we there examined. were only uh, rises that mattered. It seemed like everybody yeah. that dropped was like, eh, whatever. Well, there's a couple There's a couple guys that dropped. That, like Cazorla, I, mean, I know you like yeah. sometimes. Cazorla, some guy in Spurs, Lamella. You know, nobody nobody cares about Spurs. <laughs> Uh, but the guys that went up, like we always talk about during the week, uh, guys that go up and down is, is the fluctuation of the market of people doing transfers. And since we tape uh, earlier in the week, we kind of get an earlier glimpse of what people are looking at for next week. Uh, so I'll go over the price ups. Uh, Martin Stecklenberg coming off a game where he saved two PKs. Uh, obviously, he's going to go up. He's probably a lot of people's number one uh, goalkeeper choice right now. His price is conducive because he's not in the high end. He's not in the low end. So, you know, if you're afraid to swim with the big fish, but, you know, you don't like swimmies, Martin Stecklenberg's your guy. Uh, also on the up, Adam Smith from Bournemouth. They have an excellent set of fixtures coming up. Outside of the Spurs matchup this weekend, uh, I would definitely probably involve your in transfer involvement into a, a cherry there. I have a uh, really random Bournemouth stat, not to interrupt you. Go ahead. No, I love random stats. So you know how you and I have mentioned before that Bournemouth have been sneaky good this year, and we weren't really sure why, because yeah. there were some bad performances, some good performances, but the good ones, you're like, oh, snap. Currently, only Manchester City and Arsenal have more home points than Bournemouth. That's a good one. That's a great stat. And it, it copies to goals. There are nine goals at home. Only two teams have better, and it's City and Arsenal. Wow. Yeah. It's a, it's a great stat. I mean, you know, I, I people, a lot of people are chopping down the cherry tree this week for transfers, and there's good reason to do it. They have a lot of guys that are temptuous on, you know, on what they've been doing. And Especially what, coming what off that kind of performance. 
Absolutely. When they when they shoveled and buried Hull like they did, uh, you know, the prices are very conducive to it's a buyer's market for, for Bournemouth right now. Uh, you look at what you're buying into and you see what they've just done and their price. And you're like, well, I could could do worse. So, I mean, yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a buyer's market for Bournemouth. I, I love I love the, that they're actually doing well. It's, it's good for a, a mid table team to, you know, show some fantasy, you know, aptitude. Mm. So yeah. also so also on the ups. A lot of these guys are pretty pretty basic. Uh, Theo Walcott, uh, I'm going to touch on him in a little bit a little bit more because I want to get Kevin's take on it because it's it's a good to get a Spurs fan's take on an Arsenal <laughs> player's fantasy value. Uh, also on the up, Joe Allen, uh, personal fan, fan favorite of this show and our DFS show. Uh, we, we love Joe Allen. Uh, Diego Costa scores again, uh, so you know he goes up uh, with with reason because he's doing it and Leaves doing it well. Goals. Absolutely, and then and then Romelu Lukaku, uh, a fan not favorite of a sh- of this show, uh, goes up. I think it's just because a lot of people are are sick of Ibrahimovic and they're involving their money somewhere else. And I think he's the next highest guy on the totem pole after Costa and Aguero. So they're probably looking to you know and reinvest their eleven point four million into a higher price forward. And Lukaku is the next guy in, on the tree that they see after Aguero and Costa because they probably own both of those. So they're reinvesting their money. Accordingly, uh, so I'll, I'll jump in on this, Kev. Uh, Theo Walcott, he's on pace for a twenty and ten season. Uh, we haven't seen this aptitude from him since 2011, 2012, when he, I believe he had fourteen and eleven, something like that. Good for one hundred and ninety four points in the season. Uh, he finished top six, I believe, in overall scoring that year. Um, oh, that was the year when everybody was saying who's better, Walcott or Bale. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll give yeah, you a hint. Was, it was Bale. <laughs> yeah. It's it's still Bale. Um, yeah, but, he had 14 goals and 13 assists in the 12-13 season. What what he's doing right now? He's on pace for 2010, like I said. Uh, which Arsenal midfielder do you want to own right now? All, uh, all things considered, you have Oltzel, you have Sanchez, and you have Walcott. Who not a Wobie. How about that? <laughs> not well. I know not a Wobie, and probably and probably not Santi Cathorla. We're going to get into him in a little bit because he did go down, yeah. and we didn't touch on the price downs yet, but. Which Arsenal midfielder would you own? I currently own Otto, so it would be disingenuous for me to say something else. Although you have to give credit to Walcott. Um, obviously, he's been much better than he's been in year past. The, the fact that he's accepted that he's a winger has somehow unlocked the goals. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, he wasn't very effective when they used to start him up front. Alexis has his up games and down games, but Walcott has been pretty consistent. If you don't own anyone and you're trying to buy in... Because of Walcott's price, he's a little bit like the Lalana. You mm-hmm. can't expect as much. So the question is, how much does that like 1.5 to 2.0 in savings get you? And if you th- if you think you'd rather have Walcott uh, plus what what's that 1.7 yeah. instead of having Otzel? Mm-hmm. I mean, go for it. I can't dissuade you from doing it. He's obviously been very good. I really don't mind Utzel. You know, you know me. <laughs> I don't mind writing the chalk a little bit, mm-hmm. um, like like the Utzel Pyatt doubleheader at the top of my food chain. So I'd go Utzel, but I can realize that rationally at this point, Walcott is probably the right call. Uh, Middlesbrough and Sunderland matches look really good, but then they do have a couple of, of toughies uh, with Spurs and United after that. So if you are mm-hmm. planning on buying in now, just know that you know you probably have to play them through those, and it isn't the best. But I wouldn't say that two matches out of their next five being a little scary should be enough to dissuade you from hopping on what is uh, currently the second best attack in the league. Yeah, no, I, I 
I sort of agree. I, I Listen, Sanchez is – let's throw a little 80s, 80s fashion into it. Alexis Sanchez is the Z Cavaricis of, <laughs> of Arsenal midfielders. Uh, Mesut Ozil is probably the, the IOU sweatshirt. Uh, Theo Walcott is like the, the knockoff brand that looks exactly like both products but comes at a discount. So, yeah, you want to be cool and you want to run with, with the Cavaricis and the IOU sweatshirts. But you know what? No one's really going to notice unless they really look hard enough that you're wearing, you know, BOGOs and, and bum equipment. You know, nobody's really <laughs> ever going to notice that you're wearing it. And who cares? Because if, if you're getting fantasy output or, you know, score, scoring girls' attention with, with your attire, you know, it, you're, you're winning on both accounts. So I don't think there actually is a wrong answer here. But, you know, Sanchez is the most owned. Theo, probably by the, the end of the week, is probably going to be the second most owned. I think he, I think he catches Otsel this week. Uh, and I think, you know, because uh, – of Walcott's price, which he's seven seven dot eight right now, yeah. uh, I I think that he's probably you know he's probably worth the risk that you could probably own Sanchez and him where you couldn't own Sanchez and Ozil. Would you advise that? that? Yes, absolutely. Mm. Because I, I, I like it in DFS a lot more than I like it in the official game. Oh, totally, totally. And in a DFS stack, it it totally makes sense because they feed off of each other well. Whereas in the FPL, they kind of steal from each other a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely an interesting one. And yeah. uh, low though I am to admit it, Arsenal are one of the better teams going yeah. at the moment, especially when it comes to scoring goals. Yeah, they they definitely they definitely are that. It pains me too. I'm a Chelsea fan, and I don't I'm not an Arsenal fan, so I don't care. But uh, so we did the price ups. Uh, we'll jump right into price downs. You know, there's I only really touch on some of the guys that are really more important from a fantasy roster ability standpoint. Uh, you know, Santi, like I said before, Santi Cthorla went down. Uh, he's like the odd man out of what we just had the, the random, you know, tidbit discussion on Arsenal midfielders. Uh, he seems to be the forgotten man. And that's that's sometimes a bad thing, but sometimes it's a good thing because, you know, then he pops back up and makes himself known and makes himself fantasy relevant again. And I, I, he's a good enough player that he could probably do. I just don't like that he's playing recessed a lot on, on the Arsenal buildup. And the only way he really gets into the play is when he gets to the PK line before Alexis gets uh, also on the down, Gaston Ramirez uh, showed a little bit of glimpses of what he could do. Uh, Middlesbrough's kind of struggling to, to do what they do, and he hasn't been involved in what they do enough, so he's on the outs. Uh, Eric Lamella uh, went down. Er- Eric Lamella's last five, Kev. I know you know him probably by heart. One, 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 and three in his last five. He's owned by 7.1% of le- leagues, and he costs 6.8 currently. Yeah. Uh, that That's, I mean, I know he's got a middle-of-the-road price there, but but anytime you get eight points out of your last five games, that, that's bad. I mean, we talked about it last show about how Hazard was not giving out a fantasy output that yeah. could, was conducive of his price, and he only he had eight points in four games, and then he goes off and makes us look stupid and scores a goal, um, which was kind of fluky. But you know, fluky goals count for the same amount of points as regular good goals. Uh, but yeah, so Lamella is not looking too good from a fantasy perspective right now. Uh, you know, Hillman's son, if you're, if you bought in before he, he blew up, then good for you. Pat yourself on the back. A uh, couple other downs, uh, our friend of the show, Boyan Bojan, Kevin's, uh, godfather. You know, he went down, <laughs> Bojangles. Kevin Bojangles. Uh, yeah, he went down. Uh, I, I'm not seeing he's he's not getting enough burn for me to, to actually legitimify him being rostered anywhere. Uh, Joe Allen has stolen the show there. Uh, he's basically the guy to own. Uh, if there's a knock against Joe Allen, um, 
he really doesn't do enough away from the ball besides score it. Uh, he's not facilitating enough for me. I know that's stupid to say because he doesn't have any assists, but you know he doesn't do enough for the build. Well, he sits further it, back. Oh, absolutely, but but it's also it's also indicative of what Stoke does. They're not a goal scoring team. They're not like you know like a barn burner. Let's go out and score ten goals and then sit on the ten goal lead. So so I, from that standpoint, I'm basically just ma- I'm just basically nitpicking Joel Allen currently <laughs> because he's been awesome lately. Uh, but yeah. So and the last guy I want to touch on that went down, he uh, he got an assist today in the uh, Champions League Champions League game, and I think he's more suited for Champions League play. And that's uh, Slimani from mm. from Leicester. I was uh, honestly considering bringing him in until that no start last weekend. Yeah, I, yeah. I do not know why they sat him. Yeah, Leicester is 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 a is a puzzling club right now. You know, they they just got taken to the shed by Chelsea three nil over the weekend, and uh, they have a chance. They won their Champions League game today one nil. Uh, I I wonder where their focus is. Um, you know, Mares isn't showing what he was. Vardy is definitely not showing anything. Uh, I, I wonder where their focus is. If it's more on the Champions League side of things, or you know, you know, getting back to the Champions League, or doing well in the league. Uh, but they're just not showing anything from a fantasy fantasy wise to to have any kind of investment into their build up. What do you, what do you think about Leicester, Kev? Yeah, no, it's certainly frustrating. You know, at the beginning of the year, I thought Mares was the most trustworthy of the 9.5s because he wasn't gone at the Euros. And uh, it turns out him and McTarian were actually the worst. Um, just not really involved enough. Obviously, Vardy has taken a huge step back. The defense mm-hmm. has taken a big step back. Mm-hmm. I, I, Schmeichel, for me, is the most ownable lesser player. Like I said, it would have been Slomani. My Slomani hype was building really quickly. But then the random no-start has now dinged that back for me. So... I'm pretty much avoiding them on the whole at the moment. But what if a fantasy stat for Leicester was you can come to their Jamaican villa and hang out and drink beers with them? With Wes Morgan? <laughs> would Wes Morgan be the most ownable then? Would he be the most, yeah. he'd be the most ownable then? Right? Yeah, Captain Morgan. Yeah, that would be... Uh, Wes Morgan would <laughs> that be... That sounds appropriate. <laughs> yeah. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. So, so that that finishes up the price ups and price downs, and I'm expecting another price up uh, that probably tonight or probably tomorrow. Uh, and I want to touch on touch on this with Kevin because I I like I like Kevin's opinion. Kevin's very opinionated, and he's got good ideas, and he he's overall a good guy. We he tough, is experts. He he wears tough skin jeans, and he's a cool kid. He writes in cursive on chalkboards. I don't know. No. Yeah. So so Junior Stanislaus coming off a 21 point game this yeah. past week. Um, this is this is my question. Joe Allen is 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 playing well to form right now. 
Mm-hmm. Look at their prices. Allen is four is four nine. I can't, I believe currently maybe five zero. I don't I don't know if it affected him. Four nine at exactly this moment that we're recording. okay. Four nine. Uh, junior Junior Stanislaus is at five five. I believe five five. Mm. Yeah. Rest of the season. Who do you want to own? Since they're basically similarly, you know, bargain barreled. They're basically taking the place of the Etienne Capoue roster spot on most people's spot people's teams. Rest of season. Who are you owning, Kevin? Joe Allen, Junior Stanislaus. I mean, it's a good question for sure. I would tend to lean Stanislaus just because he's in a more attacking position. It's kind of like the Kapu thing, where this Joe Allen stuff just can't, it just can't keep happening, right? But, but Junior so Stanislaus is not the Welsh Pirlo. Let's put he's it that. not, but he is actually a, but he is actually a winger, which allows him to get at least a lot closer to the final third more frequently. Although there is something to, to be said for the fact that Stoke are probably going to continue to improve. Because oh, we, we always knew the talent was there much more than the performances. Uh, and mm-hmm. it looks like they're starting to slowly turn over that leaf. Mm-hmm. Um, I tend to like Josh King more than Stanislaus. Is he listed as a forward in this game? In the officials? Josh? I don't know. Because I like him more in uh, daily. Even no, though he's a, he's a midfielder. Okay. He's a midfielder. What's his cost? Oh, I just pulled Five, it. 5-4. Four. Interesting. Ooh, that's an interesting one. I'd probably lean King... Mm. Out of those three, because, you know, you want to be on there when the points are about to come in. You don't want to overbuy. Like, I was looking at my team this week, and to get rid of Ryan Mason and Johnny Evans, I could bring in Holobos and Allen, and mm. the only thing that's keeping me from doing it is I feel like I'm buying in on past results instead of what's going to happen. Although Holobos, I believe in more out of those two, because I think this Watford defense will continue to improve more than Joe Allen will continue to score goals. But I'm just always hesitant on buying whatever the hot thing is, because typically it's about to end. Yeah, I agree. You know, it's that's really depressing. If you took it out of context and made it life advice. Yeah. If you're ever happy, just know that it'll end soon. (laughs) Yeah. Don't, don't be happy forever because there's going to be sadness soon. Yeah, don't worry. Is the depression's right around the corner for everybody, kids? Yeah. Ding. <laughs> so that's dark. Yeah, that that's very you're very morbid today, Kevin. <laughs> but it, was a, it was a pretty boring nil-nil draw with Leverkusen. It wasn't I'm, actually boring. It was nerve-wracking. Yeah, it it, it was a hold and hold bend don't break game for. Yeah, we should have scored one in the first half, but they should have scored like four in the second half. Yeah, Hugo Lloris is really good for those that didn't know. He's good with his hands. Mm-hmm. Not usually associated with soccer players. <laughs> True. Uh, all right, is that it for uh, price changes then? That, that's it, man. I even did two random tidbits of questions with the uh, Arsenal yeah. and Joe Allen, and uh, we're moving right along. We're moving right along. Yeah, I, you I, said I, we had to. So I, 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 but we're gonna cram as much knowledge as we normally do. Just in a more condensed time, you know, so it's, I'll even talk faster. You want me to talk faster? I'll talk faster. If you want to just go slower, I'll just go slower. Here's my start sets. Ready? Go. Bye. You, well, you said here's my start set, so shouldn't you right. just keep going? No, I was kidding. I was just talking really <laughs> fast to mess, to mess with everybody at home. You always, you always go first with, you know, yeah, age, yeah. Be- age before beauty. So. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, for four words, what I think I'm going to end up doing instead of <laughs> doubling up on players that have been good the last two weeks is bring in another one, and that is... Charlie Austin, who has a pretty tough matchup this week against Manchester City, but they have not been prolific in defense the past few weeks by any stretch, um, having not kept a clean sheet. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, wait, do they have a clean sheet all season? Ooh. Wow, they sure don't. Manchester City. 
No, they don't. They're one. Of, I think there's two teams that, uh, two or three teams that don't. Wow, that's uh, real bad. All right, so I feel much better about this, but I really like Charlie Austin this week. It's oh pretty- no, they, City has two cleans. Sorry. Oh, do they? They they uh they clean Tottenham two two nil. No, we beat them two nil. All right, I'm reading it backwards. Never mind. <laughs> cool. They beat they beat Bournemouth four <laughs> nil. Oh, that they did. Um. Anyway, if I can stop coughing, uh, really like the look of Charlie Austin. It's clear that he's now going to be the front man there. I think that helps Southampton a lot, just having him up there. You know, they played better when they had Graziano Pella up there. You and I both like Shane Long, but he's not as good when he's leading the line. Um, so really like Charlie Austin up front uh, a whole lot. And the matchups get a lot easier after this. And the reason I'm willing to buy him in a not-so-great match week is it's going to keep his price low. Because mm-hmm. I think he's going to start hitting the rise now, especially as you mentioned. The the last stragglers on Ibrahimovic are going to start dismounting. And mm-hmm. I think Austin has a really interesting look. So also, just a moment of complaining. I had uh, two missed penalties on my team last week. Knew some people that had three. And just uh, super condolences there. Yeah, I had two as well. So. Yeah, I was I was so... I don't know if you remember the, the show that we did um, last week with Mark. Each of us picked a different forward. And uh, you were going to go Benteke. He was going to go Aguero still. I was going to go Ibrahimovic. Uh, my Ibrahimovic call paid off because he didn't have negative points. <laughs> so, hey, <laughs> way to go, me. Uh, but anyway, really like Austin this week. Uh, in midfield is going super chalk. Uh, Dimitri Payet against Sunderland, who are bottom five in both defense and goal difference. Payet top five in both chances created and key passes. I've held on to him this whole time. And they, you know, maybe they're turning over a leaf. I'm not so sure. The defensive matchup isn't that bad either. But I'm, I, you know what? This is a good question for you. West Ham and Stoke both have pretty good defensive matchups, but they have been so awful this season. They're still both in the bottom five. At what point do you stop looking at the stats and start just thinking they're turning it around? And do you think it's too soon? West Ham have Sunderland, obviously, and Stoke have Hull, who are both also awful in attack. Yeah, uh, I, I I tend probably to lean towards Stoke in this game. Uh, I, I don't trust a game a team coming off shipping six goals. Uh, West Ham was looked a little different because they had Cresswell back. And now he's gone because he's got a red card. Uh, but I think he, he affected the way that they played defense. I think it shifted parts around and uh, it affected them defensively. I think that's what happened. Uh, I, I would probably tr- trust Stoke on the road at Hull more than I do West Ham at home against Sunderland. Fair enough. Yeah, the Crestwell shout is definitely a good one. Defenses I like this week. It's just pretty easy. Uh, I like Everton, Arsenal, and maybe Liverpool as a sneaky one, but West Brom have this nasty habit of scoring a goal and conceding a goal. Um, so maybe not, but in theory right now, I'm liking Liverpool a little bit. I really like uh, the look of Loris Karius in goal for them. Uh, who do you got there for, for your starts, Rob? Uh, my starts, uh, I'm, I'm liking the Cherries this week. I, I know they have a, little, a, a tougher matchup this week against Spurs, uh, but I'm still liking them. I don't, I don't, I'm not going to shy away from owning them. They're, they're at home. Uh, Spurs lost their, their defensive rudder in, in Toby. I don't think he plays this game, and Kevin can probably attest to that. He's more in tune with the Spurs injury report than I am. Uh, Callum Wilson, three goals, last five games. Uh, I've said it a couple times. He's a streaky player. When he gets in streaks, he continues the streak. Uh, so continue streaking, Callum Wilson. Uh, midfield, I have two guys, two guys listed. Uh, I pulled out Joe Allen. Um, 
because Joe Allen is playing well, and they're playing Hall. They just shipped six goals. Uh, the other guy I want—I'm I'm, going to make a, ta- a shout to—is Manuel Lanzini. Uh, he had a good game for West Ham. Oh, I know, and I finally bailed on him last week. You know, and like, he didn't—he—he uh... he showed me enough that I think he warrants to be in the starting roster. And playing against the Sunderland team that you know they like to attack from the wide side, and I think he's going to exploit the defensive wide side where they attack. So uh, I, th- I think Lanzini gets on the score sheet again this week. Uh, and West Ham are for the better because they're at home against Sunderland. Uh, but I think Sunderland actually scores in this game to, to back up my point before about when Kevin asked about defensive trusting. I think I think Sunderland gets a notch in this game to make West Ham defenders look like poo again. Mm. Uh, on defense, um, I'm looking at a guy, but I'm not looking at him for this week. I know that's stupid because we do start sits and it's for this week only. But I'm looking at Charlie Daniels because I'm liking what I'm seeing. Last year, last year, probably the last 10 to 12 weeks, he was probably one of the most spot-on defenders in mm-hmm. in FPL. Look at what he's done the last two or three games. Look at his involvement in the buildup. Look how it's affected Bournemouth's attacking from from their attacking standpoint. That that was redundant. It made no <laughs> sense. Uh, but but look what he's doing, and then look at the games after this week. You know, when you buy a defender, you're probably not looking at a one-game buy, so that's probably why I'm looking at this as a sta- from that standpoint. He plays Spurs this week, then he's at Burrow, he's home versus Sunderland, and then he's at Stoke. Um, so from a defensive standpoint, that's pretty pretty good. I mean, three out of the four are you know middle to bottom defensive teams and it's something to exploit especially if you look at what Bournemouth's been doing with the ball and how they, they they're they not an awful defensive team if, if anybody looks at their record they're, per, they're pretty good Boric is an actually really good goalie and they play well as a defensive unit they not individually they play well together hmm. uh, so so those are my those are my starts Charlie Daniels Joe Allen Manuel Lanzini little tout and then yeah. Callum Wilson up top about uh, Charlie Daniels we mentioned this in the fantasy show but we should probably mention it over here for some reason Charlie Daniels is super underappreciated in this game and Adam Smith is super underappreciated in DFS so just kind of keep a sense of those ownerships because weirdly they're varying a lot between those two both of them very good in either format but Daniel's obviously the under owned one in this yeah I, I agree he's in other formats he's he's uh he's pretty he's pretty right on uh I'd like I'd like some of that uh, I think I do. I do own him in the Playtaga Expert League, which I did lose this week by three points. <laughs> I know. Now we have the same record after all that braggadociousness last week. Yeah. Well, yeah. what are you gonna What are you gonna do? I lost. <laughs> if I didn't lose the clean sheet, if Southampton didn't lose the clean sheet, I would have won. But, oh man, last week was so frustrating for clean sheets. Yeah. yeah West Brom. They, they they do what West Brom did. Hey, let's go to the 84th minute and let them score. Yep. Yeah. The Tottenham West Brom match ending with. Looking like both would be clean sheets at nil-nil, then both scoring a goal after the 80th minute was uh, real frustrating for fantasy owners. West Brom going to West Brom. That's that's what they do. Oh, well, um, now that's but, the title for sure. <laughs> yeah, baggy's going to baggy. Whatever. But, uh, yeah, so moving on to my sits. Um, you know, I'm, I've been, I was all over the Bournemouth uh, attacker and defender this week. This week, kind of. But I'm staying away from Spurs defenders this week. Uh, Kyle oh, Walker. Oh, man, that's or, right off my board, yeah. Yeah, you know, Kyle Walker. Well, would you actually Andy sit Rose. Them, or are you just not expecting as much? I'm, I'm not expecting a clean, uh, you know, they played a they played a, a very tiresome game. Leverkusen did did exert them on defensively this week. Uh, we saw Eric Dyer take the center back role there. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm leaning away from, from Spurs defenders. I know Bournemouth is, is looking better because they're coming off a, a big game against Hull. And Spurs it's a home is, game in that home set that I mentioned earlier. 
Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, Spurs is not Hull by any stretch of the means, <laughs> but I'm I'm still thinking that they they Bournemouth's they looking like they'll, they'll get at least one, possibly yeah. two. Uh, so just shy away from Spurs defenders in midfield. Uh, you know, Man City looks like they have a good game. I know they're at home, but they're playing a very, very stout Southampton defensive team. Uh, funny stat, Kev. They've only given up one away goal this year. Wow. One goal away from home. Uh, so Raheem Sterling is my is my sit. Uh, he's the most owned midfielder there. Uh, you know, I I just I think Southampton takes him out of the game. Uh, they, Man City may score, but... You know, I'm not looking at them. I'm looking at Raheem Sterling as an individual, not as Man City as a whole. Uh, if anybody saw the game, De Bruyne is back. He never went anywhere. He just wasn't there for two games. He's still yeah. the same player who scored double digit, we, double digits in three consecutive weeks. Uh, if, Don't if call him a comeback. He's been yeah. here for years. <laughs> if, if 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 you have the funds, uh, you need you need to buy him. If you're having a, a conundrum question about you know Sanchez or De Bruyne. And you're an already an, a Theo Walcott owner, like we were discussing before. I'm gonna, I'd side KDB in that situation. Uh, mm. But yeah, so in my forward sit, it's it's no surprise to anybody. It's Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Uh, he's still owned in 44% of leagues. Um, I have no I have no comment. He's got no goals in his last four. Um, got that nice ch- cheeky red card, uh, yellow card at, at the at the 89th minute yesterday. You know. He's still cost eleven dot four. His game. Look at the look at his point totals the last four games. Yikes! If you want to invest eleven eleven of your million dollars to into that, by all means do so. But I'd probably downshift to basically everybody because there's only one forward higher priced than him currently playing, and that's Sergio Aguero. And he's you're probably already owned him. So look at anybody. Look at Diego Costa. Look at Lukaku. Look at uh, Charlie Austin. Christ. Look at look at Madu Barrow. If you want, if you want to go in the cheap and don't use a third striker. By the way, that might have been my best call of the season thus far. Oh, I, I loved it. I used it in, I used it in my post on Rappel.com oh, nice. this week. Yeah, so that's why I texted, I texted you. I'm like, what was that, Madu Barrow stuff? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, hey, I had, I had some good, I had some good calls this week too. I called you Joe did. Allen you and did. I called Junior Stanislaus on, on, on the website. Yeah, I went so. Josh King versus you, and uh, he obviously got points as well, but not as many. So uh, yeah, 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 but yeah, so. we had a, we had a weirdly good week this week. Yeah, I wish I listened to my own advice. I just didn't. I didn't. I didn't stack everybody that we all that I recommended together. Yeah. I pretty much used them as pieces, and I didn't go the the Allen Stanislas uh, Walcott uh, stack oh, at all. I, well. I, yeah, I had I had either two of the three, but not all three in different combinations, yeah. and it didn't 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 net me any any profit. Yeah. So who do you got on your start sits, Kev? Um. Well. My first sit, I feel like I'm going to get some pushback on this, by the way, is Diego Costa. Now, now, I realize it's hard to sell people on getting rid of a player that leads the league in goals and fantasy points among forwards. But uh, And our good friend Chief would probably super disagree with me here. But Chelsea face four of the five best defenses over the next five weeks, which I do not love. And if you're already talking about downgrading, I just tend to go further down the table. The yellow card thing still scares me, although he has cooled off a little bit the last couple of matches. But I'm I'm just, uh, as somebody that's currently looking at who to step down to from Ibrahimovic, I, cost is not the way I want to go. I feel like there are cheaper options. And yes, cost is scoring goals, but you know, even if he scores two out of the next five, that's probably not worth the return. 
So I'm just uh, shying away. I can understand if people don't want to listen to me there, but I personally am not a big fan of Diego Costa over the next month or so. Uh, in midfield, uh, pick and defense, really. Pick anybody from the Sunday matches. The fact that uh, City are going to be playing um, up against Southampton, so that's uh, two of the top five defenses. And then Manchester United versus Chelsea is still two of the top eight. I don't like any of this. Do you like anyone in any of those form in any of those two matches? Mm. Like if you no, have Aguero, no. you have to play him. If you have De Bruyne, you have to play him. If you have Hazard no. or Costa, you have to play them. But I don't think I like anyone. Just I, yeah, there's no, there's nobody that I'd be looking at to be like, oh, I want to exploit this in this game and yeah. bring him in on a transfer basis. There's not one. There's not one player I would look to look to bring in there that yeah. probably you wouldn't own and already be starting regardless, like Aguero or Costa if you own Costa or Hazard if you're a Hazard believer. Um, you know, I, I know yeah. you said that you don't like Sterling this week, but if there was a positive matchup for City, it would be on the wing. Just because yeah. Southampton are still dealing with injuries there, but they might come back and be fit, and then we're back to no one. So I don't, I just don't like it. I just want to avoid it entirely. The only, the only bad thing for for Southampton is and and United both on Sundays that they both play Thursday. Yeah, that's the only bad. That's the only bad caveat for, for, for yeah. both of those teams. That's a good show. So so you know Southampton may come out with a you know they're a little dinged up in defense. We saw we saw the youngster. Uh, was it McQueen start play for them? Oh yeah, and McQueen had to come on for uh, Matty Target. Matty Target, he's a little dinged up. I, I hope he comes. I hope he gets back in time. But you know, if Southampton's running, you know, rugged in the be- in looking like they're short in the back, I can I can honestly see them going with their you know their hybrid five defender system with five any five healthy guys against City. Yeah, that would definitely be interesting. But I think you agree with me. <laughs> Not super excited about any of those. Um, all right, so then that brings us to our teams. My team last week was awful because of all the missed penalties, even though I got the captain right. Utzel, really the only guy that did anything of meaningful value. Oh, uh, Smith did all right for me as well, I suppose. Larice not keeping a clean sheet was kind of the worst. Um, <laughs> didn't really enjoy that at all. Coleman gets just one point. Snodgrass gets one. Pyatt and Pereira get three. Uh, not, not a great week. Ryan Mason with seven on my bench. It's been, it's been one of those... One of those. That was years. another. That was another of my calls. It DFS. was. It was one of your DFS calls. Yeah. So if you're only listening to this, you're getting about half our advice. Uh, and even if you don't play DFS, we do share things in a different format over there, so more people are are mentioned. So yeah, we we did call a lot of those. Uh, also, seeing Mason, I just realized I don't need to prioritize bringing Joe Allen in because I know Mason has actually had a load of shots on target since he. Uh, Mm-hmm. Broke through into the starting lineup for Hull, so maybe I'll just uh, hold on to him, address the uh, Ibrahimovic thing. Although, it did occur to me that if I've already wasted this much time on Ibrahimovic, maybe just wait till Kane's back yeah. to make sure I have enough money. But I, I, I don't think I have the nerve to stick it out with Ibrahimovic already any longer. I, I've already stuck on two weeks longer than most. He still leads the league in shots on target, by the way. Which is like the most frustrating thing for somebody that's as stats-oriented as myself. Because I keep seeing that. I'm like, well, surely they're going to start going in. He has more shots on target than all these guys with more goals. It's just not happening. It's just so frustrating. Thought he was going to show up big against Liverpool. Same thing this week. Like, oh, he'll score against Chelsea. But uh, I'm less confident in that now. And like you said, for that price, it's just really hard. (laughs) Anyway, my team last week was awful. I already kind of mentioned where I might go. I think I'm going to end up bringing in Holobos 
and um, Charlie Austin, and then I'll just have a pretty big reserve after that, and then kind of see where the Kane thing goes. He's in light training this week. He'll be in full training next week, and then he should be back for the Leicester match that weekend or the Arsenal match the following weekend. So just kind of keep an eye on that. Um, who do you have that you're you're thinking about bringing in this week? You know, I'm I'm my team is a ginormous dumpster fire, and I'm just progressively getting worse. I think I'm just not listening to like I said, I'm not listening to my own advice enough. Um, there's too many things that I need to change in my team, and I can't change them all because I'm too much of a pussy to take a minus. Uh, my defense is is abysmal. I have an Everton defender, I have a West Brom defender. You know. It's there's nothing there that's actually significant. I got my I, I captained Alexis Sanchez this week. At least he got me ten points. He basically got me half of my whole team total because I ended up with twenty two points this week uh, because I had Benteke and Aguero up top, and both did you know shit is the proper word I believe because both <laughs> missed PKs. Uh, but yeah, I mean I, I uh, I'm not getting any better. I'm getting actually getting worse. So. Um, yeah, so people listening to me, and I'm not going to tell you my my uh, my overall rank because it's kind of embarrassing, considering that I that I that I host um, a fantasy premier uh, expert advice show, and but um, like I said, I don't give bad advice. I just can't implement it into my team because there's just too much, you know. It's like putting a bandaid over a broken leg currently. So, <laughs> um, yeah, but um, I'd prob- I'm probably looking at bringing in maybe maybe Theo Walcott, maybe Junior Stanislaus in midfield. I'm only going to make one move this week. Um, I have tons of money in the bank. I have oh, almost two million in the bank and tons of holes in my roster to to, to fill. So we'll see what goes where. I just, I, I don't know what I'm going to do yet, but I uh, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, uh, we'll probably move right into. Uh, you know, captain shouts here, and uh, Alexis Sanchez is currently on my team, and he'd probably be uh, an excellent, you know, captain shout for for my personal team. You know, um, I'm trying to think of anybody else out there that has a good week. You know, you maybe you could trust or try to hit gold on a Liverpool midfielder this week because they they are hosting West Brom. Um, you know, but I don't think you'd captain anybody from the Sunday games. We we already talked about. There's nobody really you wanted to own. I wouldn't. Is it really a captain Aguero game this week against Southampton, who's let up one goal on the road? Uh, yeah. You know, I, best I, defense I, in the league right now, or Southampton. Yeah. You know, I mean, they they've given up one goal in their last four games. I mean, I know it's City, and you know, always captain Aguero. He's, it's was that the ACA rule? Yeah. Always captain Aguero. Um, but yeah, is there anybody jumping out to you that you would be like? Yeah, I'd feel confident, you know, captaining him this week from because based on matchup. Yeah, well, for me, it's Pyatt. Like yeah. I said, up against Sunderland, I think is a really good one for me. I'm deciding because we usually tend to stick to our teams here when we give you our captain shouts. Um, Pyatt or Otsil is going to get mm-hmm. the armband for me, <laughs> and I'm sure I'll waffle until the last minute and then at the last second pick the wrong one. But <laughs> that's that's who I'm looking at at the moment. Mm-hmm. And even if it wasn't from our teams, they're probably the two best. If you yeah. own Lukaku, you could look at that uh, against Burnley. But Burnley have a you know surprisingly okay defense. I really like Keane at the back. Heaton is obviously uh, very very good, and I'm glad that he's starting to be a little less underrated. The more mm-hmm. the more Burnley matches people see in the Premier League, the more they're getting their eyes on him and, and really seeing just how good he can be. Um, but yeah, you, it, you could go interesting. If you wanted. Is there is there a better English born goalkeeper right now than than Tom Heaton? Oh man, uh, I'd probably give it to Forster still. Mm, I don't know, but he, Heaton is very very good, and uh, he's been involved in the England team. I think he actually went to the Euros with them, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, I believe he was. I was. He, was, he definitely was on the roster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
but it's an, um, issue, it's an interesting interesting thing to look at you know just, yeah for sure uh i assume you need to go no man we're good we're good i just gotta i got a couple minutes we can we can shoot the chew the fat for a little bit and you, you have any random the fat so it's like chew the fat chew, but shoot chew the, the breeze. Fat. Yeah, shoot the shoot the shoot, shoot, the, shit. shoot the fat, chew the breeze, and chew. <laughs> but shoot the fat and chew the shit. Yeah, right, right, classic. These are the phrases everyone knows. Um, okay, well, we can talk about the other fantasy football for a minute because yeah, in cool. my twelve-team dynasty league, mm-hmm. I had hundred and twenty points. Would have beaten everybody else in my league this week, except, except I played the guy with David Johnson. I had a thirty-point lead going into the last matchup. Bye bye lead. Yep, and lost it. So so annoying. Come on, Jets defense. What the hell are you doing? Yeah, they're a top four team against the run, and they just totally get exploited. (laughs) Oh my gosh! And I know David Johnson is good. I get it. uh, He might he might be the best running back. Easy, easy. Because it's Le'Veon Bell, and it's not close. And then it's David Johnson, and it's not close. But it's like. I said currently. I think David Johnson's a step a little bit above Le'Veon Bell right now. Well, the matchups are better because now with no Roethlisberger, you don't have to be as worried about the pass. So you can shove the box a bit more mm-hmm. as opposed to the Cardinals. <laughs> what do you mean? Like, you, don't, you, don't, you don't trust Landry, Landry Gunslinger Jones? You know what? Uh, not even a little. <laughs> it's, it's real bad. Um, yeah. Also, apparently, we were one of the teams that scouted Dak Prescott pretty hard. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Man, that would have been uh, real nice. Yeah. But you guys we, don't we have, have you, to. We have to draft a quarterback next year. Like we you guys, have to. The Steelers don't have the offensive line that the Cowboys have to True. make De- Dak Prescott. Look Dak good. Prescott. True. We have we have good pieces. Mm-hmm. Like oh, Pouncey is amazing. Um, away is serviceable. He's been very good. DeCastro is one of the better guards in the league. But mm-hmm. yeah, there are lots of problems. How are you feeling about your New York Fighting Jet, the Giants, with uh, all your Beckhams and? Yeah, Things. you know, it's a, it's a bunch of chican- sh- shenanigans chicanery. and chicanery <laughs> going on there. You know, I I wish they would just play football and shut up. Yeah. Uh, too much too much um, going around and not playing enough football. Uh, it, it took you know Eli basically destroying the sec, basically throwing for three hundred three over three hundred yards and a half for them to to come back in that game. Uh, the, their defense against the run is just abysmal. Um, their offensive line is abysmal. They can't. They don't have a running game to speak of. Um, there's nobody there you'd even trust to give the ball to. Uh, Rashad Jennings is 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 back, but not really back because who cares? Um, so basically, the, you know, the Giants play better when they're the, if they play in like a two minute set, even though it's not two minutes. But they should be playing in a hurry up style offense. Uh, they seem to be playing better. I think Eli prefers it. Uh, I hate when they slow the ball down and it completely throws them off. If you look at the number of series that they go to, when they don't play speed, like speeded up ball, they're, they're usually three and out most of the times because they're just not in rhythm with the way that they want to be. And it's it's frustrating. But from fantasy perspective, you know, OBJ is still OBJ. He's just a little kooky and he's now engaged to a kicking net. <laughs> um. I kind of mentioned uh, Ben there and how we need to draft a quarterback soon. Are you because they were in the same draft class, him and Eli? Are you starting to get that same kind of itch? Like we need to get somebody in house to start grooming. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we we don't have a we don't have a QB on the roster that's that's groomable. You know, Ryan Nassib, the former Syracuse oh, quarterback and uh, preseason wonder kid, is is a uh, yeah. He's not he's not the guy. You still I, have Jared Lorenzen, right? <laughs> yeah, the pills. 
the Pillsbury Throwboy. No. Yes, what a great name. He went to UK, you know. On yeah. on UK. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah, it's def it, it's definitely time for the Giants to be to be looking. I think probably they'll probably get a a, a second day or third day quarterback this next in the oh, next draft. You know the yeah. Steelers picked up Mettenberger, right? Oh Christ! <laughs> we have all the burgers. All the burgers. <laughs> Is that going to be a new Permanthe burger, the Mettenberger? Oh, you know what? He'd probably have to ever play for us first. And yeah. apparently he's not better than Landry Jones, which is uh, of concern. Also, yeah. I saw people saying we need to sign Landry Jones to an extension because he could walk at the end of the year. G- good. good. I'll, hold the, I'll hold the door. If you're not confident in your backup coming and playing for you, uh, you need to move on. Like, he's no Charlie Batch. Yeah. I know you know your football. There were like those three years where Roethlisberger got hurt every year and Batch would come in and win us two or three games. It was awesome. It was the best. Yeah. I don't even think he's, you know, Bruce Gradkowski. Dude, we, we, you know, we had Gradkowski for a while, but he just kept getting hurt, so we had to cut yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's definitely no Cordell. He's definitely. <laughs> oh not. my gosh, Cordell Stewart is literally the best NFL player in history. Yeah. You know, even Michael Vick had a good, you know, backup term there. Mm. So, yeah, yeah he's, he's definitely not Charlie Batch though by any any stretch. <laughs> I loved Charlie Batch way too much. Um, all right, well that'll do it for us. You have a show to get to. I have to get to editing this. Uh, so why don't you tell the folks where they can get at you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Smokey underscore Loogie. Like always, you should be listening to this podcast and know it already. Uh, you can find all my writings about soccer and fantasy baseball, but that's on hiatus till about April on rasball.com. Click on the soccer ball and send me a comment, read my stuff, make fun of me. My punctuation and my English are way bad. So come, come say hello. <laughs> come and mock me. All right, um, I'm at Kevroff on Twitter. Uh, you can reach both of us with the uh, at EPL Roundtable, or you can email us at the EPL Roundtable at gmail.com. Also, we do weekly videos for VIP Bet. We record those Wednesdays. Those go up on Thursdays, so be sure to check those out. This also goes up on allinsportstalk.com. Uh, at All in Sports Talk on Twitter, and they have an app as well. Uh, that'll do it for us today. Hopefully, your teams have a great weekend. Our teams need to have a great weekend, but we'll be back next week with plenty more fantasy advice for your ears. Peace. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusion Supply. See site for details.